Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, Junk Times. Your old friend Michael here. Uh, this has been, uh, to be uh, polite about it, a fucking nightmare. Okay, so let me take you through this. So uh, we couldn't record the pod on Sunday because I was working till midnight because I got to earn that dollar dollar because I'm doing uh, very well. And so we then recorded the pod on Monday at about 6.30pm. It's currently ticked on to 2.17am. I'm recording this. I've got to edit a few things out of the pod because it got a bit fucking loose. Uh, But also um, there were some technical things. So this will go up in the morning. I, Rosie's asleep, so I've gone rogue. I've gone rogue. I'm, I've made a call right now, and 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 if Rosie, you know, doesn't like this, then I'll, I'll fight him. But more than happy to take it down. Um, but also, um, just by the fact that uh, I, I take you through what happened on the Monday when we recorded it. So I didn't have a room to record it. Rosie was in Wayne Jackson Studios. I was in. A, well, I was hoping to be in Rod Carter Studios, but um. Uh, we're getting renovated right at the minute so I didn't have a room I didn't have a room to to record in and so I had to do it outside in basically a park I don't know an outside area I had the reflection of a vending machine to kind of have light uh, it was pretty lo-fi in this technological world we did it we what we do we record at each of our ends then we match it up in the edit and um, uh, and so we we look at each other on FaceTime because we we need to look we need to look each other in the eye and, and just say what we feel about Australian football. And, uh, and so FaceTime, my connection, fucking Optus, was shit. And then uh, we tried on FaceTime audio, and fucking Optus was shit. And so we tried it on, um, uh, just on the mobile phone. So we literally, you know, we were talking into a microphone, walked out, earpieces in, talking to each other. Basically, basically, we were recording a phone call, okay? That's basically what we were doing. And, uh, and anyway, I get back. Uh, to a room, I finally got a room, and uh, I put the old card into the uh, laptop and and missed out on like the first three minutes. Now I know it was recording, uh, but it's a new machine, and and maybe maybe I should just read the instructions. Maybe that's an idea. Hey, you idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, we missed out on like the first three minutes or so. But to give the context, we were talking, we were lamenting. Uh, the, the, the death of AFLX by the fact that they're not going to have it in February, which is the traditional time for AFLX. You know, it's the tradition. It's when, it's when you know, it's like it's, it's when the seasons change, the seasons change, and you go, gets to February, you know, the, 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 the summer, the summer begins to cool down a little bit, and you go, perfect time for AFLX. Perfect time. I feel like, I feel like a super girl right now. And, and, and technology is so bad right now. Like, I'm, I'm recording this on my phone. So I've got my headphones into my phone. I'm recording this. So I, I tell you what, it's, it's a fucking nightmare. It's a fucking... I, 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 I don't know how people live like this in 2005. I really don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, live show. I'm going to give you live show details right now for our bi-week live show. Massive show. It's always hilarious. 
especially last year when Rosie was sick. That was funny. That was fun. I mean, that was that was actually pretty funny. We didn't we didn't do the live show, but I think we all got a laugh, didn't we? We all got a good laugh. It's Sunday, uh, Sunday, September 1, 4 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe, exhibit, uh, 120 Exhibition Street. Oh, come on, I'm going to stumble words. It's fucking, it's now 2.20 a.m. Uh, man, I've got, I've got stuff to do too. I've still got stuff to do. I'm gonna, oh, fuck. This is going to be a all-nighter. Oh, God. And then we're going to work till fucking midnight tomorrow. I don't want to do that. Anyway, suck it up, motherfucker. Uh, I, uh, live show. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. Just type in the keywords of junk time, live show, uh, bye week, um, chamber, so cool. Go Hawks. Yeah, it's late, okay? It's late. Okay, they, they can't all be great. Uh, special guest, okay? We've got Andy Lee, big Carlton fan from Hamish and Andy. Andy Lee is going to be there. And also, we got the confirmation today, Dale. Daisy Thomas will be there. Oh my God, one of the founding members of the Rat Pack. This is going to be awesome. We're going to add a couple of people over the next month or so and they're going to be some crackers because we got a few, we're just chucking out a few little leads out there. A few little leads out there. Getting a few little nibbles, a few little nibbles. And everyone's trying to get in our bi-week action. That's what they're doing. Everyone's trying to get in their bi-week action. So, Junk Time, live show, September 1, 4pm, Andy Lee, Dale Thomas, Adam Rosenbach's, and your favourite, Michael Chamberlain. Now, I'm I'm probably going to cry, but the context right now, right now, after the siren, is that we're uh, lamenting the fall of AFLX. We're never going to hear the word super goal <laughs> ever again. No, it's, uh, it's fucking unbelievable, isn't it? Just we're never going to see a goal being kicked and like flames and glitter and stuff go up. No. And then and then like an acrobat does like a couple <laughs> of somersaults in the background. We're never going to see that shit again. No, not not in our lifetime, mate. You're never going to see uh, people doing the rock paper scissors to work out which end they're going <laughs> to kick to. We're never going to see that. Kind we're of never going to we're never going to see some of the finest athletes in the world put in. 15% effort <laughs> in front of a paying crowd. And you're never going to see a uh, bunch of blokes who don't want to be there but are only doing it for the cash. But it's, never, it's just never going to be – we're never going to see it again. It's disappointing, Michael, that it's, this experiment has come to an end. So what happens pre-season now? Do we, well, what do they replace it? How do they fill our lives? In the, oh, that's in a good question, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Do they do a longer pre-season? I've learnt, you know, what do you call it? The – the community cup or whatever like that. Yeah, the JLT series. I guess so because I mean, I, I suppose now that because um, in its first year, AFLX was over three days. Was it? There was three different. <laughs> it was a carnival, Adam. It was a carnival. It You're was right. a carnival. It was yeah. In Adelaide on the Friday, I believe, and then Melbourne on the Saturday, and then Sydney on the Sunday. You realise I've been to All AFLX two years in a row. <laughs> I'm pretty much a life member of AFLX. Well, you are. And then, uh, so this year, it was just that one evening. Yes, where, that magical, magical round robin. Yeah, which was, uh, it was fucking great. I mean, the atmosphere when we went, Michael, was... Incredibly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it was really there fucking There were kids loud. banging those, uh, I don't know, clapping kind of things, little yeah, blow-up things. Yeah, yeah the blow Whacking them. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- well, I mean, we lasted one half of one game. Yeah. <laughs> And also how they stacked the crowd so it was on one side of the ground so it would look good on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. But the other side of the ground was empty. The memories. 
Are, are they saying that they're going to move it? It's still going to remain an international game. So for Australians, this is the worst news in the world. But if you're uh, an international football lover, okay, we're, well, we're bringing the, the game to you. So they're talking about maybe playing it in Hong Kong mm. or Singapore. Okay, so they want to make it an international thing and, and do it in November because they say they say the, the coaches don't want to have it in like uh, late Feb or whenever it was. Okay. Interferes with the training alike, and they don't want their players to get injured. So they thought, why don't they get injured in November <laughs> instead? Yeah, <laughs> and so they can they can you know put their feet up for Christmas, have a really good Christmas. Yep, yep. Have a nice you know get around the family. But they talk about doing it in Hong Kong or Singapore. They talk about it being do it at a place that is appealing to the players. Oh. So do it at a location where they go. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Hong Kong for a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind going <laughs> to Singapore for a week. When, when you clearly you go, well, fucking Bali, surely, it surely just, that's where they want to play it. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? And why not? If they had a, uh, an AFLX game in Cancun, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Every team would be, uh, you know, filled out to the brim. Or if you want to really kind of appeal to the players, maybe do it at a um, <laughs> a bikey's clubhouse. Yes, maybe they'd put their hand yeah, up yeah. for that. Who I would go along to watch an AFLX game in a compound. Happy news, Adam. What have we got? Uh, the goal review system's fixed. I did it's notice perfectly that. Perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. It's perfectly fine. Well, and they I didn't mean, even have to go th- to. They didn't even have to use the bunker yesterday. You know, when the ball went over the goal line and came back out, it was just play on, as it always has been for the 150 years of our great game. As the way Tom Wills intended. Yeah. So if it goes the over the line, sometimes it's a goal, and sometimes it's not. It's just the way of the game. I think it actually kind of just is. Uh, it, sh- it shouldn't be. Co- Constricted by these rules, you know. Yeah, no, these rules were made up. These rules were made up 150 years ago. <laughs> yep. By le- by a bunch of drunks, you yeah. know. The first game took about four days to play. The goals were a couple of k's apart. Like they they were, able to, they were able to kick people in the shins. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty violent. Uh, I think like it was, and actually Adam it was very low scoring too. Only a couple of goals. Okay. It was a, it was actually ugly football to watch Fuck, that first it was, game. It was dour, wasn't it? It was ugly football, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of lot of flooding. If you're having a shot from 500 meters out, that's a fucking <laughs> tough. That's a, that's a tough effort. And also difficult because the ground was so big with the shot clock. So someone had to turn an egg timer over <laughs> and be like, 15 seconds. What? I can't hear you. 15 seconds. Oh mate, and you could only send a runner out in between goals, so that was and he had to run. <laughs> he had to run two kilometers of the way to get to the back line. It was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I tell you yeah, what, the, the behind the goals vision is fucking hard to watch. <laughs> there are trees in the way. <laughs> now, that, now that that's actually one game where there would have been a dog on the field. Okay, I think we can guarantee there was a dog on the field in the first game ever played. I reckon the dog would have been on a team because they would have been they would have been pretty lax with the rules back then. They're like, can the dog play? He goes, fuck yeah, we haven't. This game, this is our first ever game. Whatever rules we want, we can have. We can do anything. So one guy, like one guy would have just run the length of the field and they go, all right, we should probably put some sort of bounce in here. And they go, okay, mm. you can't, can't do that again. The rules probably changed mm. at quarter time and half time. Yeah, sure, yeah. It was such a long time between, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually, they got, it was actually the first game. They did have oranges at, at half time, but that was to pre- prevent scurvy more than anything. <laughs> It was a great game. If he got knocked out, though, they didn't bring the little card out. They had to get the horse and carriage out <laughs> take you off. Anyway, a lot of jokes about old-timey days. Yes. Now, 
So, okay, the goal review. Okay, yeah, what I'm saying, we, we, we should be tied down by these rules, Adam. We need yeah. to make it loosey-goosey, okay? And just yeah. let the umpires, you know, we don't know what kind of day they've had. They could have had nah. a good day, could have had a bad day, could have had a fight with their partner the night before, the morning mm. of. You know, maybe they're feeling a bit ill, whatever. So we should just let, they should just go on the vibe, okay? Do I feel like that might have been a goal? Yeah, it was. It might have been a good kick. It was a good kick from a long way out. He had a go. Okay, he had a go on his wrong foot. You know what? I'm going to give that a goal. It landed. It might have landed. You know, 15 meters short. I'm just going to give that a goal anyway. <laughs> okay, we don't. We don't need to be tied down by these rules when it goes a meter behind the goals and then a goal coast player taps it back in and it's play on. I I like this. I like the rule that if it doesn't, if you can knock it back in on the full, it can on the game full. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you punch it back, doesn't touch the ground, play on, bad luck. You didn't kick it far enough. Now it's about getting the maximum distance in your kicks. So you don't have a shot from 50 because it's going to fall at the goal line. You make sure you kick it well and truly into the stands. And I think that's the way of the future. I think I saw in the slow motion that one of the cheer squad had punched it back in. (laughs) It went a fair way. It was a long way over. And the umpire was right there. Like it couldn't have been fucking clearer. Or maybe he just never umpires again. He just, they just go, mate. That was so fucking bad, mate. You're an embarrassment, and you should be embarrassed by what you just did. And you they low should, yeah. dog. Yeah, make an example of him. Because you know, Michael, what happened if that if that happens in a grand final, mate? <laughs> you know what I feel though sometimes, and they did this at the actual game. You could hear the crowd react, so they showed it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. So he knew. and everybody could see. Everybody could see that it was you know 75 meters back. Yeah. So then he probably sees that. He'd have to. You kind of look, hear the crowd, and you go, oh, well, what's the, what are they looking at? Oh, God. Yeah, well. Oh, God, that's me <laughs> in slow motion being a fuckhead. Surely that would impact your performance for the rest of the game. Surely you're thinking about that. Like, I, I can't remember what quarter it happened in, but you'd be thinking, oh, man, I'm yeah, going back um, to the shitty league next week. Oh, man, I really like my $485 I got for being a goal umpire. Yeah. Oh, I got really, it got really close to Dyson Heppel. I really like Dyson Heppel. <laughs> Never going to see Dyson Heppel in the flesh ever again. It's bullshit. You reckon he, would, he wouldn't have slept last night? He would have been replaying that kick over the line. Just He sees it now. Now he sees it. Fuck, that was a goal. Shit. Shit, I got and caught I up in the too. moment. I wonder too as well. You know when players have a moment? A moment they'd prefer to have back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think... And, and then it can often inspire them or it can spur them on. Or it's a part of the game that they work on. Whether it be yep. a mark or a kick or a handball. Are there ways so, you can really improve yourself as a goal umpire? Yeah. Like, he's already in the perfect position. Like, he can't be, like, thinking, okay, make sure you really look at the ball this time. <laughs> like, look at it really hard. Like, you can't and, improve that. Yeah, and look where the line is and where the goal post is and make sure if it goes behind that, again, yeah. you signal a goal. Just He's going to be, mate, the ball's going to be on, the, on its way through and he's going to signal a goal. He's not going to give a fuck. He's going to be red hot. And just Trigger going happy. goal, yeah, absolutely. Do you uh, think can we talk there, about? Is there a goal umpire psychologist? Like, does he sit down? You know, like they've got sports psychologists. Does he sit down and the psych goes, "What happened, mate?" He goes, "Ball across the line." He goes, "I missed it, mate. I, I got stage fright. I, I fucked up." And then the how? How sympathetic can you be as a goal umpire psychologist, though, when a guy makes an error that bad? Well, yeah, as a and psychologist. Got, and he's like, he's, he's there trying, you know, trying to make me feel better. You just be like, nah, mate, you brought this on yourself, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> you should have depression after that, mate. You're a fucking embarrassment. I, I had money on the Gold Coast, mate. I thought they were due. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking, you fucking owe me double, okay? 
Now, we had a I bit can't. of love at the uh, MCG on Saturday after a fantastic win by the Bluebaggers, might I add. You got up, yes. Okay. Mathematically, Adam, the Blues can make it. I know. I saw that article. It's, um, it's fucking ridiculous. How many, how many wins now? Seven? Uh, yes. So he's, he's won five from seven, and we know we have six wins. Okay. So we could get there, they were saying, with ten. Yeah, okay, yeah. A few times ahead of you. Do you reckon... So you're going to, like, just in case, go and line up at Ticketmaster after this anyway? Just I might as well. Spot. Yeah. You yeah. might as well, yeah. Get in early. It's probably going to be... Um, well, it could be a you know, Carlton-Collingwood elimination final. That would be massive that, for, the, for footy. That would be awesome, actually. And actually, go to Ticketmaster this time because you're not in the habit because last time, last time Carlton were good, uh, you actually had to book at Bass. So <laughs> make sure you don't make that mistake. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and then don't go to Brushes, okay? To get yeah. your, your transistor to go to the game. Well, mate, we were very dominant at Waverley. So um, now that that's gone, I wonder how we'll go in the finals. Huge, uh, huge turnaround, obviously. And now David Teague, uh, surely the job is his now. The, the, I mean, they talked about what they had that, ch- that chat, not an interview with Vossi last week. Yeah. Surely if, you, if he wins a couple more, do you even really have to go through the process or do you just hand it to him? Uh, I think you, I think they go through the process just to tick off all the boxes. But you've seen what he can do. And it's sort of like, that's exactly what we were hoping for. And you fucking, he's won five of seven. Carlton have won five of seven. We don't win. We hadn't won five of 140. You haven't won five of seven contests in the last 10 years. Yeah, exactly. So you just go, you know what? And this that's, is a, and that's a training well. too. That's like an inter-club match. Oh, no, we... We'd suck at those as well. But we're winning um, those now. There was an article about David Teague during the week and someone was talking to the people at his uh, country town that he comes from. Yep, just north of Shepparton. Yeah, I think a small town. I think I think the article might have even said about 400 people. Yeah. So very small. I'm talking about the football club and Teague uh, interaction with people there. There was a quote from what one of the people saying he was a good old country lad and the quote was that he's not a tosser. It's good to know. That is good to know. We've had tossers in the box before. Um, well, it's nice to know that you're not a co- tosser by the fact that, yeah, the one, one of the previous guys had rat cunning and was a master <laughs> manipulator. Yeah, so exactly. I think not a tosser is yeah. pretty good, uh, a, a pretty good review at this stage. And they fucking came for Mick Malthouse this week, the ex-Carlton players, didn't they? That's right. Mitch Robertson said he wasn't a fan. He said he didn't want to get out of the car when he got to work. Yeah, he hated going to training. And said he was uh, well. He said well. Probably one of the best thing for him was that he got delisted. In fact, uh, Alan Didak then came out and said that he, the players in the first eighteen who get a game regularly, yep. they love Mick. Yep. The borderline players, you know, eighteen to twenty-five, are a bit iffy on Mick, and then the rest of the people hate him. So yeah, he said right. you really only like Mick if you're playing with him for him. Maybe because he made your life a bit difficult if you weren't if you weren't in the team. But then another thing I found interesting about the Mitch Robinson thing was that he said he didn't like Mick Malthouse. And it's also like, yeah, I don't think you really have to say out loud that you don't like Mick <laughs> Malthouse. I, I always feel like it's just generally accepted. It's, hey, it's implied, Mick isn't Malthouse. it? Yeah, Mick Malthouse. Feelings? Oh, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, it's kind of a weird time when you're taking sage advice from Alan Didak. Yeah, sure. When they, when they want a pertinent quote... Yeah. They, they look through the they look through the files of all that you know that 2010 premiership team. 
Yeah, absolutely. Who can we go to? People around the club, people around yeah. Mount, people around Mick's life for a long time. People have played with Mick, you know, coached by Mick. And they go, hmm, okay, we can go to Woosha. <laughs> yeah, might be a thing. You yeah. know, respect it. Oh, Nick Maxwell, he was Nick captain of the team. You know, he's always yep. had a good kind of public reputation, yeah. clean skin. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Let's go through the doggy days. Um, yeah. I mean, Doug Hawkins is a larrikin. He's not really done anything wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of respectable people. Um, oh, actually, yeah. how about that dude who got in the car <laughs> with the bikey in it? <laughs> Fired bullets at cop cars. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we give that guy a call. Yeah, let's give him a buzz. See what Diz reckons. G'day, Diz. G'day, Diz. Just, just want a little word about Mick Malta. Diz, what's that in the background? Is that, is, is is that gunfire in the background, Diz? <laughs> Which Diz? strip club are you at, Diz? But at the MCG, we, we, we digress. There was a, oh, a yeah, sorry. happy times after the Carlton game. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, of course, yes. After the Carlton game, you went along and then you bashed a fan afterwards. Is that the is that the happy story? That's how I celebrate, my friend. <laughs> hey, party time, party yeah. time. You wearing a crow's jacket that's your own fucking fault, my friend. Um, I actually, uh, can I just speak quickly about um, uh, kicking people in the head, right? Sure. So I was, look- I was looking around for stuff for the beep test. And I found a great thing. You know when Jeff White got kicked in the head by Stephen King? Yes. And the, the clip is actually brutal. Like, you can actually hear the foot connect to the face. Because it's actually I'm a bit of a low... Key, it, it's a bit of a low-key part of the game. Just throwing it back in. Yeah, it's no, tapped I... down the ground. I remember them at the, on, the, on the coverage saying you, it reverberated around the ground. Oh, dude. That's and there amazing. And there was a surgeon, I think in the members, who saw it, who was like a facial surgeon... And he what what <laughs> a surgeon in the members of the uh, Melbourne game? I know, I know. I know. <laughs> that is that is that's lucky. That that man is so lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jeff no, is so lucky. It's a one one off, and he went straight down to the rooms because he saw that kick and was like, "That guy's fucked." Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow, what <laughs> ten years of study <laughs> to work that out? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're really on your game there, Doc. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy with handfuls of blood lying on the ground. Who <laughs> <laughs> got the boot from someone's? Uh, <laughs> it could go to the room. Uh, Jeff, uh, just uh, just cough for me. Uh, just uh, okay. Deep breath in. Hmm. Yeah. I can't he, he does that knocking on the knee. Checks your yeah, reflex. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! I've wasted that. You copped a size fourteen boot to the fucking head. <laughs> uh, but Get up, a, you weak cunt. There's a great little article from a uh, uh, quote from Bomber Thompson talking about how you know King was sh- uh, sh- was sh- pretty shook. Yeah, I can use those words. Uh, and he said, you know, I had to kind of cancel him through it. And you know, you know, it wasn't his fault, obviously. I don't think anyone ever blamed him. Um, but he also said, there's a little kind of paraphrasing, but he um he said, you know, um you know, it, was, it wasn't all just one way. He said Stephen King could have uh, could have really injured his foot. <laughs> He's <laughs> going, oh, yeah, he really could have injured his foot in the face. And he said, you know, he's yeah. very lucky. He could, he could have got a broken leg. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. I find that when I'm when I'm kicking people in the head in a street <laughs> fight. You're worried about your you, feet. You, you can really feel it on your foot, can't you? you gotta, yeah, you got to kind of keep it loose, yeah. And all those times you hear about someone going, you go on the doctor, oh, yeah, I've got a broken foot. Oh, yeah, well, how do you do that? Oh, you know, I kicked a man on the ground in the face. Yeah. Um, uh, it's shattered. I need plates. Anyway, Forch- I Fortunately, there was a uh, foot surgeon in the members as well, and he <laughs> went straight down to the rooms like, is Stephen King okay? Okay, so there lovely was, uh, um, MCG uh, moment. Talk us through it. Well, there was a wedding proposal. So a, there was. Uh, 
a boundary umpire, Dylan T, proposed to field umpire Alini Glufsis in the middle of the they, MCG. Now, they walked out after the game, and I yes. believe it was the first game they'd umpired together. Yes. And then they he went to and said, why don't we get a photo out on the ground? So that's how he, he lied. He misled her. That was the ruse. Because I was actually thinking it when I saw the footage. I was like, oh, how did he get her to walk all the way out into the middle and do that? Yeah. It's not a good so, start to the relationship if he's already lying. He's deceitful. That is one thing. Yeah. I do love. I do love that. I do love the stories it, it, when people tell proposal stories where they're on the verge of going wrong. Yeah. So you know, a lot of dudes will try and coax you know their partner to a certain location or yep. get them to a certain you know event or something like that. Um, yeah, and then yeah. and then and then you know it's always a bit out of the way or it's a bit cold and got to get outside and it's like why are we doing this and they can't include on and then. Um, and then they begin fighting and they're arguing <laughs> and, then they're, <laughs> and then they're on the verge. I've had so many friends that are like, we were on the verge of fucking breaking up. <laughs> and I was like, here's a ring. <laughs> you know what I find interesting? I'm looking at the photo is that he has normal running shoes on, sneakers, and she's wearing footy boots. I reckon the boundary umpires might wear normal running shoes when the conditions apply. Yeah, okay. I... I reckon when you take a look at their boots, they might genuinely be running shoes, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I just thought that they would probably... I suppose they're only running in straight lines, but why do the f- why do the field umpires need boots then? I suppose because they're changing direction more, aren't they? They would be changing directions, yeah, running back. But, you know, mate, you can't just run backwards in a normal runner. Have you ever tried no, that? Bloody, no, it's bloody <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> you can't get any grip. Um, Goal umpires, okay, so what would they wear? Normal shoes? I reckon whether they, they wear boots because they've got to shuffle around a bit. Of course. I mean, I think it'd just be the con- the horses for courses. So if it's muddy, yeah, wear, wear boots that you can grip on. Got you. I suppose. Because you're not running yeah. around. In, yeah, in, in runners. Yeah. They just get worse. They're, you know, heavy and wet. Um, now, Adam, I'm torn about this. Like, mm. at what stage, you know, the junk time thing is to say the opposite of what we're thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah we can't say this is a, a good thing, can we? I think it's disgusting. I think it's... Um, <laughs> the people had to witness two umpires. Like, they're going to make more little umpires. That's just a sickening thing. And she's... You don't marry a boundary umpire. She's got well, to that's, go. That's what I was thinking. I was like... I was like... You can do better, can't you? Like, you can do better. Like, I... Yeah. I, I, I just imagine, like, a poor family. And they're like... Oh, no daughter, no, you know, bringing a boundary umpire home for the first time. <laughs> it's just been, you know, mum, dad, you know, this is this is a boundary umpire. And they're, they're like, no daughter of mine is going to marry a boundary <laughs> umpire. <laughs> Get him out of here. Dad, you don't understand. He throws a ball backwards. That's all he does. There's a little hop. It's weird. They're he runs not like the, us. He they're runs the, like us. They're he different. runs the ball back to me after a goal, dad. That's so romantic. He's just after your money. He's after your money. <laughs> so, Reece Shaw, mm. he is now going to be actually interviewed by North Melbourne for the job, okay? Yes. So, they, the article said that Clarko had said no, John Longmire said no, yep. and uh, Adam, Simpson. Adam Simpson said no. So, yeah. he's obviously feel, he's feeling the love, okay? No, absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. Love. <laughs> we can't get a good coach, but you are doing okay, even though you've lost your last three games. We'll overlook that. 
Yeah, and also be like, okay, Clacker, he probably got 1.5 million, okay, a year, okay, John Longmire, probably maybe a little bit under. Yeah. Uh, Adam Simpson, Premiership captain, uh, coach, he's going to get a bit of bump on pay as well. Hmm, yeah. Okay, who's our, who's our, <laughs> who's our, who can we stab a bit of coin on? Chris? Yeah. He'll You're do it for about 150? Yeah. yeah, you happy with that? Mate, love to. But they, but they talk about he will have to undergo intense psychological vetting. Is that right? Intense psychological vetting. So they've gone, okay, Reese, we're going to give you the caretaker job. Yep. We've already hired you now, in the first place. We've already hired you. You've been around the club for years and years and years. Yeah. We're going to give you the top job f- until the end of the year. Yeah. But we we just want to check that you're not a psycho. <laughs> like, I find that really weird that yeah. they do that after they've already hired you and given you the job. And what would they, What would they find out? Like... What question is going to stump him? They go, if you saw a, uh, you know, a baby in a pram on a uh, train platform, what would you do? And he goes, I'd push it onto the tracks. And they're <laughs> like, oh, fuck, no. He's like, oh, fuck, no, no, no. They go, mate, Reece, I reckon lucky we did this I intense psychological testing, mate. I reckon you walk into like a glass box and there's like a, a screen in front of you, okay? It's yeah. replicating a coach's box, okay? Oh, and then there's okay. like this, these, these animated computer animation of like players like fucking up, like a player marking it and kicking it out on the full. Yep. And then they play that real like, but you've got your eyes, no, not eyes wide shut. Clockwork Orange, you got your eyes. Um, you can't look away. Held open, yeah. And yeah. you got to watch that and watch that and watch that, and then see how you're going to crack it. So it's just like a, a, a string of animated coach killers. Yeah, and okay. You can't look away. And that that would be because if he. If he fails, they do that, they they do for, they do that for an hour and then they walk out and go, "You got the job, mate." But if they do that for him, the psychological testing, he's not going to fail it, is he? Uh well, I mean, unless there's something he's hiding from us, unless there's a you know, <laughs> the dark side, Reshaw, and we're not suggesting this, but Reshaw has like a real dark secret. Like yeah. I mean, like I mean, like bodies hidden in a barrel somewhere, kind of dark yeah. secret. Okay, yeah. not saying Reshaw has done that. I'm just saying, if he has, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the bloke he got out of the kneeful pretty quickly, didn't he? You know, he was only there for two years, and then all of a sudden he comes back to Melbourne for no reason. What are you running well, from, Reese? And why would you give up the magic of the kneeful, too, mate? Oh, yeah, exactly, oh. He, mate. He was you coach get, of the year two years in a row. You don't just walk away from that if you haven't uh, committed some crimes that you're oh. trying to hide. The kneeful, it's beautiful. You get to see places like Queanbeyan. Yeah, no, it's lovely. And <laughs> Um, footballers in real life, Adam? Hit me. Okay, from Lockie. I'm a news cameraman in Bendigo. Doing very well. And we have had an absolute influx of ex-AFL superstars in our neck of the woods recently. Firstly, former St Kilda powerhouse and North Melbourne star Nick Del Santo. Nicky Dell running a clinic at his old club Sandhurst and showing he still has a form of white line fever. Good to know. Side note. He's not afraid to put on the burners during a training session. He outpaced a heap of little tackers during the drills. <laughs> Secondly, stuff. the world's oldest man, Dustin Fletcher, doing a meet and greet in front of my local Woolies between two, 1 and 2 p.m. That is very special. Mm. Dustin Fletcher doing a meet and greet in front of Woolies. That is yeah, awesome. Bendigo. I really hope that it was like during the week too, like not a week weekend, like on a Wednesday, and it was cold, and yeah. he was out the front. And no one was there. Uh, he seemed very friendly <laughs> and in a very busker-like fashion, hanging around the front of the shop, signing various memorabilia. Uh, from Zach. Yeah, let's just get uh, back to the Dustin Fletcher thing. Like, how's his life going? Where they go, 
his manager rings. He goes, mate, got a gig for you. He goes, all right, hit me. I've been out of the uh, been out of the media. I'm not doing anything. What do you got? He goes, mate, got a Woolies in Bendigo. Fucking done. I'm there. That's why I pay you the big dollars, <laughs> mate. Thank you. Lock it in. What is it, a Wednesday? What time? Between one and two? Fucking yes. You're a good manager. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that there may be a Bendigo Bombers connection. And that oh, maybe he okay. might be roped in to be a bit of rep. Maybe he might do some work with the Bendigo Bombers. I'm not totally sure. But having said yep. that, uh, if I saw a 400-game player, 400 player out the front of a Woolies <laughs> doing a meet and greet, I would be very, very concerned for their well-being. Yes, absolutely. Like, if I, if you saw, like if I saw, K, if I saw KB in a Woolies buying stuff, <laughs> I'd still be like, be like, that's weird. Yeah, you fucking freak. Uh, from Zach, not so much a football in real life, but a football personality. But we do sec- accept this one with a lot of love. Uh, on a trip to Europe in 2007, uh, my wife and I went to see Les Miserables, the music uh, musical on the West End. Ah, do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? This is the music <laughs> of the people. We did uh, Les Mis in year 12, Adam. I played on Girard. And they will come when we go. Anyway, no, it's good to see that your uh, private school education was well spent. Paid off. We got <laughs> we got seats <laughs> right up the front, doing well, very well for myself. And the person who sat next to me, this is a great one, the leader of the Collingwood Chiefs squad, Joffa. Joffa's wow. showing up to the West End musical, Lay Mis. Yeah, here we go. He had his old looking check shirt on and his Collingwood tracksuit pants really <laughs> made the outfit pop. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> so they'd be. To a theatre. Mate, they, there is going out. There is um, there is theatre. Oh, I mean, there is theatre clothes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had to see what he wear when he met the Queen. But uh, yeah, anyway, so he's going to see. I'm going to go and see some wonderful musical. Uh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you know, I'm going to hobnob with the elite. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Mm. I'm going to see some culture. I better better put on my best Collingwood tracky pants. <laughs> Uh, people definitely gave him a few looks as he was obviously underdressed for the theatre, but it seemed to enjoy himself and didn't boo the performers once. Uh, I made one attempt to speak him to him at intermission, uh, but he didn't seem too keen for a chat and then spent the whole break feverishly reading the, the, the playbook with the record. Yeah. So I made an oh. attempt. So I wonder, I wonder if Zach, if you actually did talk to him or, or Joffa fobbed you off. I reckon he would have he would have blanked him, mate. He's just he's there for Les Mis. He doesn't t- doesn't want to talk about the pies. He doesn't want to talk about footy. He's getting a, he's getting a break. I would never have picked that to happen in one million years. <laughs> well, Joffa is Joffa is deceiving. There's a yes. bit more going on with Joffa than than what the, the public surface implies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with yeah, you on I that. I'm with you on that. Now, I'm not saying. If a player gets kicked in the face, he can repair that guy's face. No, but but what I'm trying to say is I've, I I I have for a fact I have for a fact seen him read. Okay, so okay. Okay, well there you go. From Nile, out with some friends enjoying a few Denzel Frothingtons. I do love that at the Parkview <laughs> Fitzroy. The Park oh, Spew. The dirty Parkview. Love the dirty Parks view. Uh, when who do we see through the window enjoying a pint of Cooper's XPA, but recently retired Richmond Ruckman Sean Grigg? He must be doing very well for himself as the Parkview recently increased the price of a pint from $6 to $7. That is Fucking not hell. bad. That is no, not bad at all, mate, that price. No, it's, it's very cheap, but who do they think they are? Fucking up in there, up in the 
Seven bucks for a pint. Come on, Parksby. You've got to be better than that. That's why I don't go there. I went to a place yesterday last night and got two wines for ten bucks, I think it was. I was like, wait Jesus. a second, sir. This is not 1993. <laughs> um, it was in King's Cross, though, so... Uh, I don't <laughs> I bit, probably was Probably wasn't top shelf. Yeah. Um, okay, we are junk time for... Po- oh, no, no. One for me, mate. Um... Um, our old friend Tom Harley. Oh, um, you've saw been seen a bit of him around s- Sydney, have you? Saw him last pod and then saw him twice again this week. Just saw him today, actually. Mate, he looks like he can play. He's fit as. Yeah, he's always he's been a good sharp. Nick, hasn't he? He's always sharp in the um, in the kind of the the nice suit and stuff like that. He'd got a, he'd have a bit of coin time, so you know he can he can lash out a little bit. He'd be doing very well. Oh yeah. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod on Twitter and Facebook and the Gram. I'm going to get inside because it's cold <laughs> and find a house. It's <laughs> a good idea. Cool, man. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.